Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the Long Island Bunker. Folks, I want to start off today with a conversation I was having with my family as I visit them this week, which is, you know, you all know, as I've spoken to you before, that my background is in early childhood education, that my sister uh, is also in education. And, you know, we were talking about the crisis, right, that is happening right now with America's education system. And the fact that, you know, you, if you're, if you've been watching the news and we've talked about it on this show, Ohio teachers are on strike. You have Governor Death Santis in Florida wanting to bring anyone, any body, literally any physical body into the classroom, don't need to have teacher certification, don't need to have a background in education, don't need to do anything other than, I guess, stand in front of a classroom of children because of the shortages. You've heard me talk about uh, Alabama and Arkansas and other places around the country. And, you know, my mother in conversation said, this is just, you know, the dumbing down of America. This is the dumbing down of these states. We're going to have states that are like dumbed down states and then states that are dedicating, you know, their resources into a robust public education system. And, you know, what we can see right throughout the last several years right under the Trump administration and Betsy DeVos's desire to defund the Department of Education and their desire to defund the EPA uh and their desire to defund anything that is about right providing for American citizens. And it isn't just the least among us. It's the fact that our tax dollars, right, in this capitalistic system and in this democracy go towards government then having agencies that support the needs of people. Public education being one of them. That in this country, K through 12 is free, right? 
And what is troubling me and what my, what my mother is completely right about is this desire to undereducate the people of America, undereducate our children, and so they won't be able to be competitive or completely privatize education so that you have Microsoft High School over here and Google High School over there that train people just enough to be able to what? Work in their factories? To be able to stay at like low level jobs, but don't have the necessary skill set, right? In order to be able to move into white collar positions, to be able to move into the C suites and executive suites. And, you know, this to me coincides right now with Joe Biden and the Biden administration making another announcement about canceling student loan debt. And, you know, in Joe Biden's speech, when he was talking about how much money it costs, right, in order to go to school. And the fact that, again, my mother was talking to my sister and I about the fact that when she was young, she used Pell Grants completely in order to be able to cover her education. Joe Biden, in his speech, talked about the fact that You know, three decades ago, Pell Grants used to cover 80%, 80% of the cost of your tuition. Now it covers 30% if you're lucky. And this is for state, right? State universities. And the amount of debt that young people and families are being forced to take on in order to be able to get an education that then supposedly is going to move them up the economic ladder just doesn't even make any sense. My family comes, hails from Jamaica, right? They came to the United States in the 1970s. And, you know, in Jamaica, as in many developing areas, it looks like this, that only elementary school is free, right? And then beginning in high school, You have to pay in order to get a high school diploma. And, you know, my family is talking about the fact that America always loves to pat itself on the back for being, you know, one of the richest countries in the world, the richest nations in the world. And if we were really as wealthy as we say that we are, wouldn't we be making investments into lower income and middle income communities, making college free, right? So that People are then, when they're getting these jobs that are supposed to be moving them up the economic ladder, that they're able to pour into our economy. They're able to buy homes and buy cars, right? They're able to do, to work in positions and jobs that like are about advancing them, not just good enough so that they can keep paying back, repaying these student loans. And I said, well, if we lived in a country that actually right? Didn't penalize the poor and the middle class and tax the wealthy in the way that they were supposed to be taxed, then we would be able to do those things because this isn't about not having enough. It's about where you decide to allocate your resources. We know that in this country, we would much rather give all of our resources to the fucking Pentagon, right? Give billions of dollars to law enforcement, right? Than we would to give billions of dollars into our public education system. 
We still talk about private companies gifting schools the school supplies that they need. And I think to myself, why the fuck don't schools have the kind of budgets that have them thinking ahead about all of the things that they're going to be purchasing? Again, not needing to look at private companies for charity. Because the federal government and the state government, frankly, do not resource schools in the way that they should. So in Joe Biden's conversation, so this is what is going to be happening. Here are some of the highlights. Biden announced that he will forgive $10,000 in federal student loan debt for most borrowers, delivering financial relief to millions of Americans. This is according to CNBC. Biden will cancel up to 20000 for recipients of Pell Grants. At least 9 million borrowers could have their balances entirely uh, wiped out with Biden's plan. The relief, and this is how it will work, the relief be, will be limited to Americans earning under $125,000 per year or $250,000 for married couples or heads of household. The relief is also capped at the amount of a borrower's outstanding eligible debt per the education department. The president will also be extending the payment pause on most federal student loans one final time, they are saying, through December 31st, 2022. At least 9 million borrowers, as I said, could have their balances completely uh, wiped out. You know, this is an amazing step that this administration, a historic step that this administration is taking to recognize the fact that we are not going to have a nation of educate, highly educated, right? Highly educated people who are able to compete and continue to compete globally if people are saddled with debt. If going to college now is a choice between saddling themselves with six figures worth of debt or just getting out of high school and start working, right? Or how people fall prey to places like Trump fucking university, which was shut down, which preys on low income people who want to, again, be able to get a degree and are doing so and thinking that they're going to these certified, right? Universities, online universities that are not, they're just taking advantage of people and then not giving them a a degree that is actually like qualified to work anywhere. My point being is that education to me has always been the bridge builder, right? It is what sets generations apart from each other. But as I continue to look at what has happened to Gen Z, to millennials, to Gen X, it is only the baby boomers, right? Who are currently at retirement or post-retirement age that benefited from this country's initial investment into education in the form of the GI Bill and the form of Pell Grants and all of these things that were able to create the robust middle class that that generation benefited from. We have not since then made any type of significant investment into education, and yet we constantly talk about global competitiveness. And how does that even make sense, once again, to Republicans in these Republican red states that are saying that they don't really give a shit about your child's education. They don't care about investing or low, they, what they want to do is just lower standards or wipe them out altogether or wipe out public education altogether in favor of Catholic universities, Christian universities, or charter schools that don't have to, again, align 
right? Uh, with the public education requirements. So I just think about the idea that the Republican party wants to create a permanent underclass, wants to create a permanent underclass because capitalism and the way that it is set up in this country does not work if there isn't those that people believe to be expendable. We punish poor and middle-income people in this country. We do. Look at every single thing in terms of our tax codes, in terms, again, of the how good your school is, is based upon the property tax of the area that you live in. So for those, again, that cannot afford to live in the quote-unquote best school districts, and then those that are thrown in jail which we have seen always, it's always a, a person of color, a black person or a person of color who falsifies documents in red states in order to be able to send their kids to school and then they're thrown in jail. We see these stories every year. And I'm just like, what would this country look like if we actually looked at education the way that we looked at our defense? What would it look like if our public education systems were flush Right. If at the very least, if you weren't able to get a free four year degree that you could at least go from K right from kindergarten through an associate's degree. Right. And then maybe two years out of your own pocket or two years with loans again to be able to achieve a bachelor's degree, which there is not a place in all honesty where you can work. And, and make enough to survive in this country without a college education, unless you're some fucking genius, right? So I'm just like, how do you look at where we are and think we don't need to do more? What also was frustrating me as I was watching the president speak is that he is talking about all of the historic measures that his administration has been taking. He is talking about, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act. He's talking about investments into um, those that have uh, student loan debt. He's talking about the investments into climate change and all of these things. And I'm just like, but you are not outlining to the American people that it's Democrats working alone to get these things done. That Biden's investment in relieving student loan debt is going to actually cut the deficit, which ballooned under the Trump administration, but he does not call them out. And I'm saying we are coming up in one of the most the most consequential midterm elections that we have ever seen in this country. And if you are not full fledged, full throatedly identifying who the enemy is, then you are not clarifying for the American people who is actually working for them and who is actively, actively working against you. Because here's the thing. If you are a parent right now and you're in any of the states that I mentioned at the top, Florida, Arkansas, or Alabama, if you're in Texas, you are pretty much gambling with your child's future. Because if you think that it doesn't matter what is happening, what happens and what education that they're getting in elementary school and in middle school, like doesn't matter that you're just thinking about school as glorified daycare, then you are setting your children up for failure. 
because they are not going to be getting the robust education that they need. And frankly, what is also really frustrating is the fact that those that are wealthy, right, that are that are high middle income or, you know, rich, right? are going to be able to pull their kids out of the public education system and put them in private schools, put them in independent schools. They're going to be able to pay for the supplemental instruction that their child needs in order to be successful and compete. So again, the wealthy will never be troubled by this, but they're also not paying their fair share. And we're not identifying who is making it so that your kids don't receive the robust education that you they need. Because frankly, this shouldn't be a partisan issue, but it always is. We know that Republicans don't want black and brown children to learn. So much in the way that we talk to Jonathan every week about dying of whiteness, they would rather, as they did in the 1950s, drain the fucking swimming pool than integrating them. They would rather destroy the public education system than setting up a robust one that also benefits black and indigenous people of color, right? Because their racism, their prejudice and their discrimination and their desire to create a permanent underclass is so like, What is the word that I'm even looking for? Fucking dumb. Because it's not just going to disadvantage the people that they don't like. It's going to disadvantage everyone. But as Jonathan's book lays out that people are just, they're willing to die of whiteness, right? They're willing to sacrifice those people so that they, the ones that they don't want, that they don't see as human, that they don't see as deserving, also don't get. And it's wild to me because I'm like, the messaging is so fucking clear. Talk about what it is that you're doing despite who is standing in your way. Talk about in contrast, in contrast to the Trump administration, we're doing X, Y, and Z. In contrast to the bills that they passed in order to protect the 1%, this is what my administration is doing. And make it fucking clear. As I'm sitting there and I'm watching with my family, Biden talk about this student loan debt relief, my mom is like, you know, God bless him. He's, you know, he's old and, you know, he, he takes his time and he's telling his story. She's just like, but somebody needs to be able to package this and send it out everywhere so that folks know who is actually working for them. And that is what Democrats are just not doing well. But there are some, there are some. So here is some interesting news out of New York, right? Because we had this past week, a couple of very important primaries, right? Uh, that are happening and what we are looking at, and you know that I don't believe in polls or the pollsters or anything to that extent, but what we are looking at much as the way that we talked about Kansas and how Kansas, the people of Kansas decided, no, you're not going to take away our access to abortion. And this red state people turned out and said no to the extremist Republican white evangelical cult. And what we have heard and what I've talked about on woke AF often is the fact that Democrats really just want to focus on the quote unquote economy. And what I have said is that there is no more grave and economic issue than abortion, right? Because I told you earlier in the week 
Latest report says it costs $300,000 to raise a child in the United States. If you are already a parent, which many people who get abortions are already parents and recognize that they do not have the means, the ability, the bandwidth to be able to parent any more children, make this decision. Well, thou now, as we are forcing people across this nation to give birth to people that guess what their state and not the federal government is going to help them fucking raise, right? They're not providing any help. They're not providing universal pre-K. They're not providing childcare tax credits. They're not providing uh, maternal or paternal parental leave, right? They're not doing any of these things, but they are making it harder and harder for people to be able to actually put food on the table. So when you begin to connect the dots about student loan debt relief, when you be able to connect the dots about high inflation, right? About forced parenting, all of it is weighing you down financially. And it's up to Democrats to be able to connect those dots and not run from this issue and say, well, Americans care about their kitchen table issues. These are all kitchen table issues. I want to bring up uh, the fact that Pat Ryan, who Democrat, who has won a special election in New York's 19th congressional district, which is up in Hudson, this election for many has been seen in the same way that Kansas was as a bellwether, uh, a bellwether, as they say, according to Yahoo News of the national mood, because Pat Ryan had focused on abortion rights. While his opponent, Republican Mark uh, Molinaro, had tried to run on issues embraced by the GOP nationwide, such as crime and inflation, because that's their big thing. Oh, these cities are filled with crime. They're horrible. People are dying everywhere and just dropping dead in the middle of the streets, being shot and killed. And, you know, and inflation is through the roof, which inflation is through the roof. But you know what else is problematic? Not having fucking bodily autonomy. And let's not pretend right? That Democrats aren't actually for abortion. So Pat Ryan, instead of running from the issue, decided to make it the focus of his campaign. And guess what? He just won the special election. So what does that say to Democrats as we make, right? The rest of the March, less than 100 days, less than 80 days until midterm elections, we need to be out there telling the American people the truth telling them exactly what Democrats are doing for them, despite Republican cult obstructionism and their desire for patriarchy and white supremacy. We need to be able to, and this uh, yet another primary race shows us that in these conservative pockets, the, the New York's 19th congressional district went for Donald Trump in 2016, right? It went from Obama to Trump, and then to Biden by just 1.5 percentage points, he won that district by. So what we are seeing is that people are fed up with Democrats. They are fed. I mean, they are fed up with Republicans. They are fed up with this overreach and the extremism. And instead of Democrats running from these glaring, glaring, deficiencies inside of this cult party, they need to lean all the way into it and be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. 
It's no secret that the news is horse pill hard to swallow. Thankfully, there's the Bituation Room podcast hosted by comedian and commentator Francesca Friorentini for a lighter take on the heavy stuff. Each week, the Bituation Room brings you progressive comedians, experts, and activists to break down the issues in a way that won't just leave you crying under a weighted blanket. Get the Bituation Room on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and streaming on YouTube and Twitch. Get a behind-the-scenes look at Comedy Central's The Daily Show on Beyond the Scenes, an original podcast from The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Every week, host Roy Wood Jr. goes deeper with the notable guests and experts from the Emmy Award-winning series. Together, they use comedy to tackle current topics from gentrification to gun laws and take a closer look at how and why these topics matter. Listen to Beyond the Scenes from The Daily Show with Trevor Noah on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Tuesday. Folks, I want to close out with this today. Oftentimes, I find that it is really difficult to find good news. And even when we do find good news, it is indeed a mixed bag. And that is the case of ex-detective Kelly Gudlett, who has now pled guilty in the case of Breonna Taylor for misleading a judge, lying. Right. We, we love to use euphemisms in these United States, particularly as it pertains to police officers and the reports that they put in their police reports and, you know, the covering that they do of each other, because that's what gang members do. But I want to just read you this piece at the top from The New York Times, which is this. Former police detective admitted on Tuesday earlier this week that she had helped mislead a judge into wrongly authorizing a raid of Breonna Taylor's apartment in Louisville, Kentucky. If you remember, right, which I talk about often, Breonna Taylor was asleep in her bed and was killed because police went in guns ablaze with a bullshit warrant looking for her ex-boyfriend who they had got caught up in some type of case. The police officers were all let off the fucking hook And while her family received a little over $12 million for her death, this young 20-something-year-old black woman is dead and is dead because of a group of police officers that fucking lied. And in this country, we continue to believe that the police can do no wrong, that it's just a bunch, you know, it's just a handful of bad apples. And I continue to say that how many bad apples consist of a ruinous, poisonous orchard. But here in this case, she has decided, Kelly Goodlit, to plead guilty in federal court to one count of conspiracy, admitting that she had worked with another officer to falsify a search warrant application and had later lied to cover up their act. In pleading guilty, Miss Goodlit became the first police officer to be convicted over the March 2020 raid during which the police were searching for evidence of drug dealing by Ms. Taylor's former boyfriend. Inside a courtroom in downtown Louisville, Ms. Goodlett, 35, admitted that she had known there was not enough evidence to support approving the warrant, but had nonetheless failed to object when a fellow detective falsely wrote that the police knew Mr. Glover was receiving packages at Ms. Taylor's home. Ms. Taylor's mother, Tamika Palmer, sat in the courtroom during the plea and wiped away tears. 
while a woman beside her held her arm. As part of the plea deal, Ms. Goodlett will remain free on bond until she is sentenced. The maximum prison term for the crime to which she pleaded guilty is five years. This is not a win for Breonna Taylor's family. What it is is a reminder that police in this country are given carte blanche to do whatever the fuck they want. And that when they lie, when they cheat, when they steal, they have an entire mob behind them that helps them cover up their own goddamn crimes. And that there is no one, right, that is outside investigating those that are supposed to protect and serve. They didn't have enough goddamn evidence. And had they gone to the judge with what it is that they have, Breonna Taylor would still be alive because they would have never been able to enter her home without the warrant. This is a miscarriage of justice and five years, which I'm sure she won't even get in her sentencing, wouldn't be a a fuck enough. Why do I say that it is a mixed bag of hope? Because I want these cases to be a warning shot to police officers who are on the crooked end of the spectrum, that if they continue to do wrong, accountability and responsibility will fucking catch up to them. She should be getting more than five years. She should be getting all of the years that she took away from Breonna Taylor and her family. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Get a behind-the-scenes look at Comedy Central's The Daily Show on Beyond the Scenes, an original podcast from The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Every week, host Roy Wood Jr. goes deeper with the notable guests and experts from the Emmy Award-winning series. Together, they use comedy to tackle current topics from gentrification to gun laws and take a closer look at how and why these topics matter. Listen to Beyond the Scenes from The Daily Show with Trevor Noah on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Tuesday. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 